We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me right now is Chris Breedeman of the Sacramento Bee. Before we get to our 49ers stuff, I want to talk about our wonderful sponsor, our friends, Lamb Chops. You can find them at sglambchops.com. Follow them on Instagram at sglambchops. Chris, I'm going out of town for a wedding this weekend. I'm not going to wear my Lamb Chop shorts to the wedding because I, I don't know how the other guests would feel about that about the fact that I outdressed them all so comfortably. <laughs> but I just, when I was packing today, I grabbed my pairs of lamb chop shorts and just threw them in the, threw them in the, it's in SoCal. It's going to be hot. So on days where the wedding is not happening, I'm the best looking guy in Southern California. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. A hundred percent. You will be. Um, I think, <laughs> I also think the joggers are amazing for traveling, whether it's mm. in the car or the airport. It's a great call. Um, it's always nice to have zip up pockets on your super comfortable joggers. And of course, the lamb chops have those because you have your valuable valuables. You have your wallet, mm-hmm. you have your boarding passes, you have your cell phone like you will need. You will need that stuff zipped up to your person. Um, and that's super helpful with the lamb chops joggers, which are comfortable as hell and also very stylish. Bro, you think we're flying to Fallbrook, California? I mean, you might, Bro, we drive. You might got it like that. We're drivers. You know that. You know okay. that about me. If I'm going to You're right. You know what? I, I do know that about you. <laughs> and, and while I'm driving, I'm going to be comfortable as hell. You should do the same thing because Lamb Chops emphasizes attention to detail, premium quality. Uh, it's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand cleaver logo and custom cut and fit for every single piece. The brand's mission is to lead the herd with original and high quality clothing. They offer one of a kind clothing options from unique statement pieces like my sick ass orca shorts or everyday essentials, just like my sick ass orca shorts. Just leave before you hit rush hour traffic in Southern California for your own sake. All right. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try it. But if I do sit in a rush hour, I'm going to be comfortable as hell, bro. Yeah, you will. And stylish. SGLamjobs.com. Uh, follow them on Instagram at SGLamjobs. All right. There's been some Trey Lance stuff that's popped up on the internet that I would like to talk about on the podcast because that's what we have a podcast for. So let's get into it. We'll continue our position previews later this week, but right now I need to talk about some quarterback stuff. 
Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Sweaty boy now. <laughs> All the it's, time. I have a fan sub- going. I don't know if you can hear it on the pod, but I had to have a fan on because I'm we sweating. we went wine tasting yesterday and it was like 80, like mid 80s and breezy. That's and nice. in the morning. Yeah, in the morning when I looked at the weather, I was like, we gotta go today because it's gonna be triple digits every other day for the rest of the next four or five months. And uh and so not four or five months, but at least through September. Ah. I mean, we had, I think that record day where it was 117 in Sacramento, it was, uh, I think that was early October. Yeah. So that was the um, pits. Point being, it's it's still a little cool, but by the time you listen to this, if you're in the Valley, uh, it might be triple digits on uh, on Tuesday. So yeah, it's hey, definitely, cool. the heat's coming back and uh, and we're going to fight that thing, man. We're going to fight gonna it. beat it. Yeah, we're we're gonna be it. Thank God we have Oakley sunglasses to wear in there. <laughs> the yeah. sun's out every day. And comfortable lamb chop shorts to keep you cool. <laughs> uh, we're done doing reads. All right. So I've seen as we're getting closer to training camp here, and the writing begins to kind of show more and more on the wall about what's going on with the 49ers quarterback situation. It feels like there's a lot of of people I've seen on on Twitter and on different message boards and and listening to radio where I think there's still like a a section of people kind of wrapping their their minds around what's going on at quarterback for the 49ers because we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's not that complicated. Brock Purdy appears to be progressing well through his rehab. If there was a setback at some point, we would have heard about it. Every update we've gotten is that he's working through it and everything's fine. He's still on track. They're hoping to return week one. He's going to be the starter. And that brings me up. That brings me back to Trey Lance. And if you want to talk about Trey Lance to be Sam Darnold, that's a separate conversation, but Trey Lance specifically, I think it's kind of starting to really set in something that again, if you wanted to read the writing on the wall, it's been there for a while, but the opportunities are few and far between or are going to be few and far between as long as Brock Purdy is healthy. And the other aspect of this that doesn't get brought up enough, I don't think, is that the Niners are just running out of time here. Trey Lance is in his third year. That means next year will be his fourth year. Follow me. (laughs) And they have to make a decision on his fifth-year option after next year's draft, which I never say never, but I highly doubt they're going to pick up a fifth-year option. It's going to be upwards of $21, $22 million, fully guaranteed. For For 2025. Right, for 2025. Even if, like, (laughs) let's put a pin in the fifth-year option thing. I want to bring that up later. But... They're just, that's where Trey Lance specifically sits right now. And it, I, it just felt like there's a, a swath of, of 49ers fans who's really kind of starting to, to 
to realize that, that man, the opportunity is just not going to be there and they don't have them for, for much longer. Yeah. So in all likelihood, like if Trey Lance is the third string quarterback this year, which I don't think he will be, but there's, I would say there's a reasonable chance that he is. Mm -hmm. We have to look at this more than likely as the last season Trey Lance is with the Niners. Because if he's their third string quarterback and he's unable to beat out Sam Darnold, the 49ers aren't going to carry him into 2024 on a $10.8 million cap hit. Um, Trey Lance's cap hit this year, by the way, according to Spotrack, 9.3 million is 19th among quarterbacks. Yeah. Right. And he's the so, fifth highest cap hit on the Niners. Yeah. So he's like, it's still, it's not Debo Samuel or Trent Williams or Fred Warner money or J- Javon Hargrave money, but it's, it's substantial enough to where if Trey Lance doesn't play this year and doesn't look like somebody who could contribute in some way, then this is more than likely it. And it might mm-hmm. be, you know, like the, the contract is really it, it is a pretty big deal because, as you mentioned, they have to decide on that fourth year option by next spring. Fifth year. Fifth year option by next spring at, before his fourth season. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, they're not going to pick up his $22 million option, it, it looks like. So, you know, like there's a very real possibility that Trey Lance has moved at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Right? Like unless, sure. you know, d- depending on what happens with him and Sam, Sam Darnold, and, and we'll see all that play out. But like a backup quarterback making $9 million is like kind of omer- onerous for a team that has so many players at the top of their respective positions when it comes to the salary mm-hmm. they make. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at a scenario where Trey Lance probably has to be the backup and probably has to play this year and maybe play pretty well for the 49ers to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you in 2024 and roll in with a 10.8, $10.9 million cap hit. Right. As our backup quarterback, like Trey Lance has to do some things to to convince Kyle Shanahan to keep him through next year. And that's entirely possible, right? Because like, you know, this time last year, we didn't think we thought Brock Purdy was going to be a practice squad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's entirely possible that this all shifts and changes again, because if we're used to anything, when it comes to the 49ers quarterback situation, it's that it could look extremely different every Mm -hmm. 12 months. the, The Niners quarterback situation has looked extremely different than the previous 12 months going back the last three, four years. Right. At least. I think that's what makes this. I think that's what makes this so difficult. Yeah. Is if everything was straightforward, if everything goes a hundred percent according to plan, for lack of a better phrase, Brock Purdy will be healthy for week one. He will play well. The the offense will look like it did when he was in there last year. They're going to score 30 points a game. And he's their quarterback moving forward. That's what the 49ers are hoping. And that's kind of how they're, they're operating, but (laughs) they paid Jimmy Garoppolo to be that guy. And he wound up not, they drafted Trey Lance to be that guy. And he's, he's, he's not been to this point just to kind of piggyback off, off the point you were making. So this is, this might be the plan right now, but would it, would it floor you? if Trey Lance is starting by week nine because of availability issues ahead of him on the depth chart. No, it would be the least surprising thing ever. 
<laughs> right. And that's what makes this, and like I said, that's what makes this conversation. So, because it's like, this is what's happening now. And this is how the 49ers are proceeding and operating based on everything they've done and said. But this doesn't mean this is what I necessarily think is going to happen or should happen. Right. Is there any way, I want to go back to the fifth-year option thing. Do you think there's anything Trey Lance could do that would make the Niners pick up his fifth-year option? Yeah, if he started a substantial amount of games this year and won a playoff game or two and, (laughs) you know, like basically did what Brock Purdy did last year, then they would really have to think about it. But, like, (laughs) no, I mean, you know, if Trey Lance is not the starting quarterback, he's certainly not on the team beyond 2024 right and if he's not the third if he's not the backup quarterback going into this season he's definitely not on the team going into 2024 and he absolutely could get traded at the trade deadline man um you might honestly (laughs) and just to go back to the financial aspect of this the 49ers are 13 million over the cap right now according to overthecap.com they're 13 million over next year's cap projected count right and they have a quarterback who isn't in line to be their starter making 10 million dollars yeah and sam darnold's making five right so with incentives <laughs> yeah i mean is trey lance twice the quarterback as sam darnold maybe i mean at this point maybe but at this point it, the 49ers aren't necessarily operating that way because if trey lance were twice the quarterback that sam darnold is Trey Lance would absolutely be going into training camp as a backup quarterback. And he's Trey Lance is going to have to win that job. So, yeah, I think the quarterback situation look like everything Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have said on the record and off the record has basically indicated that Brock is their guy. And once Brock had surgery and you know, the timeline was was sort of spelled out for everybody. They became even more comfortable with that fact. So there isn't really a world here. Like unless Trey Lance completely blows Kyle Shanahan's doors off, which I don't think he's going to in training camp, then there isn't really a scenario unless Brock Purdy just isn't healthy enough that Trey Lance is is starting week one. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it would have to take injuries. Like Trey Lance's battle this offseason, this summer is with Sam Darnold. Yes, 100%. To be in position to where he's the guy who's replacing Brock Purdy if Brock Purdy rolls an ankle or, you know, that's me knocking on wood, like rolls an ankle or suffers any other sort of injury, has a setback with the elbow, whatever. So that's, that's what the situation is. There isn't, I think there's, there's a lot of, and we've talked about this in the group chat. There's a lot of confusion in terms of like what people think the 49ers quarterback plan should be versus what they think their plan is. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are just, and, and like, I'm sort of in the camp that like, if you give Trey Lance the reins and he's a starting quarterback for a full season, I think he could turn into a very good quarterback. He could turn into what Kyle Shanahan drafted him to be. But the way the way the 49ers are looking at it is they were so impressed with Brock Purdy last year that they feel Brock has earned the right to be the starting quarterback going into the season. Sort of no matter what, like what Brock Purdy, what Brock Purdy did last year during the season and in the playoffs 
is more valuable than whatever Trey Lance can do during training camp. Realistically, yes. And so that's how the four and that could change. Like we know the 49ers quarterback situation can change. It always changes. It is perpetually changing. But right now, as of July 10th, going into training camp, Brock Purdy's their guy, whether he's the, the first guy taking first team reps during training camp or not. Right. And so Trey Lance, we can argue, could have a higher ceiling, but in Kyle Shanahan's mind, he's somebody who, you know, Kyle Shanahan wants a quarterback who could run his offense. Mm -hmm. Just, like, run his offense because he has enough belief in his system that he's going to put the quarterback in position to succeed. Just run the offense. Don't turn the ball over. Somebody that he's confident can do that. Yeah. They don't have, they might think Trey Lance can do that. He might. And honestly, I think that's part of maybe a little bit of the reason why they didn't trade him this offseason. Whether they did a market over the, and, and uh, yeah, they, well, and he's valuable to them as somebody who just kind of knows the team. He was their starter week one last year, for God's sakes. But if they were just out entirely, if they went, there's no world where we think Trey Lance is ever going to be good, I think they would have moved him for whatever they could this offseason. But I think there's still some belief there, and they know what we're discussing. Like everything can change like that, and I I definitely think there's a scenario where they trade Lance either at the deadline or or next offseason or, or however he moves on, and he winds up being a really good player. I think that's very much on the table, but he may need a season where he struggles and his team loses a couple games because of that. And the 49ers aren't in a spot where they can afford to let that happen. I'm pulling up Mayoko's tweet because I do think it's also, it's it a also big part needs of this to be stated. It also, it also needs to be stated that uh, the one about Sam Darnold being the greatest star of the football, the 49ers have ever had. <laughs> no, not that. Uh, no, <laughs> um, no, it should be. It should also be said Brock Purdy was really goddamn good last year. He was not just dropping back and getting the ball out wherever. It wasn't a Sean McVay, Jared Goff thing where McVay was telling him where to throw it, you know, up until the the radio turned off in his headset. Purdy was making second reaction plays. He completed 80% of his throws in the intermediate area of the field, which is an insanely high number. Which is also like if you're looking at areas that regression is likely to come, yeah, eighty yeah. percent over the middle of the field feels like. But the but the but you're right. right. I'm with you. But the league leader was sixty eight percent. He could regress fifteen points and still be near the top of the league. Sure. So, I, I I'm with you. I think there's going to be some regression. I think we'll see him throw some more interceptions, and I think he won't be as efficient in the middle of the field. But, man, some of the stuff he did rolling out and and making second reaction throws and extending plays throwing the ball away and just living to fight another down there were a lot of really really good things he did last year and i think you saw kyle shanahan's faith in him via some of the play calls he made there were four or five plays last year where it felt like oh man they don't do that with jimmy garoppolo yeah and it was and as, I mean, soon, as early as the tampa bay game when they're you know, Brock Purdy's hucking it deep before the end of the half. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. how, how often do we talk about Kyle Shanahan 
and his reluctance to be aggressive before halftime. And then Brock Purdy's in there and he's chucking it deep. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm super glad you brought that up because I meant to bring this up before the pod, but we're going to have this conversation now. Okay. It's still relatable. So Jordan Rodriguez, friend of the show, her podcast, The Play Callers, dropped. If you don't follow her on social media, now you know that. But there's a bit in there about Kyle Shanahan and he talks about losing the Super Bowl to the Patriots when he was the Falcons offensive coordinator. And how and how his instinct is his personality is to be like this big risk taker and be super aggressive. But he's learned as he's gotten older to not do that. And so now I'm I've been of the belief that we were going to see the Niners look really different going forward on fourth downs and going forward on fourth and two from from the plus 30 instead of kicking a long field goal, that kind of thing. I believed that they were going to be way more aggressive in those areas. And now I don't. I think Kyle Shannon actively is like, I want to go for this, but I'm going to take the three points. And I don't think it, I I thought it was because of the quarterback. And now I don't. I think he's just turned into a ween. (laughs) I think he, I think he understands how good his defense is. And is willing to play to his defense's strengths, which is like it's it's confounding in a way because you think Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, ton of amazing skill players, but also like really hesitant to be aggressive on those situations because, hey, I have the best defense in the league. Let's let's, you know, lean on them to help us win. games. Totally. But can you get a yard? <laughs> well, that might be the reason why they wanted a quarterback with mobi- mobility like Trey Lance. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's your friends Kyle and Chris here with SG Lamb Chops, our homies, and our favorite fashion brand. Check them out at sglambchops.com. 
Go to Instagram and follow them at SG Lamb Chops. What's that? That's a Minnesota-based fashion brand. They were founded in 2012, and they emphasize attention to detail and premium quality, and that's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand cleaver logo. It's so sick. It's such a sick logo. It's just a really clean, just a cleaver, and it's a custom cut and fit for every single piece. Chris, you and I both have a closet full of this stuff. And I've yet to have something from them that I don't like. I think the emphasis is definitely on quality and comfort. And we talked about it before, but we live in an era where comfort is really at the forefront when it comes to clothing. And with all these athleisure brands, very few of them are fashionable. But Lamb Chops takes all that comfort and that quality that you need. And they happen to make very fashionable items. Also, you can get Just very comfortable mesh shorts with pockets. We all love those, but they can look a little bit boring sometimes. You can get some leopard print. You can get some inverted leopard print. So the inverted leopard print looks kind of cool. It looks almost like a dark camo. Well, you can get regular leopard print if you want to stand out a little bit. Um, You and I have both rocked the various animal prints. They're not even animal prints, but they're just, you can get shorts with orcas and wolves and lions, Mm. favorite animals. Um, you can get basic sweat shorts. Um, everything's just super comfortable, super premium, and super stylish. And I think that's that's just a great combo for for any clothing brand. But Lamb Chops really stands out among the rest for that, and uh, that's one of the reasons why we love working with them. Lamb Chops is leading the herd with original and high quality clothing. They offer one of a kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to your everyday essentials. So join the group that's leading the herd. SG Lamb Chops. That's sglambchops.com. And on Instagram at sglambchops. Follow them right now. But I I do want to go back to Mayoko's tweet. Um, Matt Mayoko, friend of the show, saw him at uh, the California Classic, also known as the Classic in these parts. Um, Mayoko tweeted a day ago. I guess this would have been Sunday. uh, For all who have not listened to what I've said about Trey Lance, here are my bullet points. There's nothing not to like about him. The 49ers have not, quote unquote, soured on him. The 49ers like him now more than ever, but he is so inexperienced. There's still a lot of unknowns. The team believes what Brock Purdy did last season was sustainable. With this roster, the team wants to limit the unknowns at QB. If Purdy gets healthy, stays healthy and plays well, no other QB will get a chance. Uh, This is a threat, actually, not a tweet. Um, What does the future hold for Trey Lance? Yeah, important important delineation because I went to Mayoko's Twitter and I couldn't find it and then realized it was on threats. Um, what does the future hold for Trey Lance? It will be determined. <laughs> if Lance beats out Sam Darnold for the backup job, Lance will remain with 49ers at least through the end of his current contract. If Darnold is the number two, the 49ers would have to consider all options with Lance and figure out what makes the most sense for the future of the franchise, i.e. trade him. Um, he didn't say, i.e. trade him. That's my own uh, my own addition to that thread. But what you're saying is I need to follow Matt Mayoko on threads. Yeah, Probably. probably big threads guy so far i mean not big threads guy but like threads is enjoyable i'm not really any i'm not big on any social media at the moment but i do find threads a a refreshing change of pace i just opened threads and the first thing that comes up is a thread from thread tweet thread from the nfl there's just a photo of jimmy garoppolo in a raider uniform and says just gonna leave this here (laughs) i'm never signing on to this app again (laughs) um so I agree with everything Mayoko said. Me too. Um, 
and I think multiple things can be true, right? I think everything that's happened to Trey Lance and Trey Lance not being the 49ers starter to this point is just kind of inherently unfair and like shitty circumstances. Mm-hmm. But also the 49ers are completely justified in playing and going into the season with Brock Purdy as their guy as long as he's healthy. I think both those yeah, things I are agree. true. If, 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 and again, you can quibble with how the 49ers have handled Trey Lance and all that. Fine. But I, I lost my train of thought. I think if I were to quibble with the way they've handled Trey Lance, it's that, man, if you feel like this guy has to run the ball 15, 16 times a, di- a game to be successful, either you're not developing him or you screwed up your evaluation of him. Because he was not, he's not the runner of the football. He's not Kyler Murray. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Josh Allen. He's not this elite ball carrier. He's just kind of like a dude who can do it, but not, is not particularly lead at it, nor does he look comfortable with it. Right. And so the missteps are either not developing him as a passer to the point where you feel comfortable dropping him back and passing him. Like if you have to run him 15 times a game, which he was, that's Mm -hmm. far too much for a guy who's not that great of a runner. Or they just miss the evaluation. That's kind of, I think they kind of gambled knowing what, what they were going to, yeah, or what this, they were doing. The tape was so limited. It's kind of a guess. <laughs> what, what's most likely too is that like their the misstep was, I mean, not misstep, but you know, just like he he got hurt, and now you can't give him the reps he needs. Yeah, which I just, is like I don't know. Here's 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 what I was here's what I was gonna say. You can you can quibble with how they've they've handled him or whatever, but. If they had gone, let's last season plays out exactly as it plays out. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan at owners meetings goes, oh yeah, Trey Lance is the starter week one. The reaction to that, I think would have been far, far different than, and maybe more negative than the one that they've gotten with with Purdy being a likely starter. Yeah. Cause that would have been insane. If after if after if the way Purdy played last year, if they went, all right, back to Trey Lance. That would have been crazy. That, that would have been really hard to ju- the only how do you justify that? Well that's like that would be an ego thing. That would be like, no, we made this trade. We made this investment. I'm sticking by it. I need to make sure that that trade looks like it was a really mm-hmm. smart thing to do. I'm going to do that rather than yeah. just play this quarterback who played at a pretty high level all week. Yeah. We're essentially the best team in the NFL for what? Two and a half months. It would be an, it would be insane. You were, you actually threaded about this the other day. The fact that the Niners spent three first round picks on a quarterback that quarterback has played four ish games in his first two years is not slated to be the starter going into year three. And the 49ers are one of the Super Bowl favorites. Thanks to the final pick of the draft <laughs> the year after they drafted Trey Lance. Yeah. 
That's bananas, dude. It's pretty crazy. They're the weirdest team in the league. Yeah. The thing is, though, too, and like I, I'm not I don't like doing a, a Tom Brady and Brock Purdy comparison because Tom Brady's oh, probably baby, the greatest. But like Tom Brady, when he got to Michigan, was like fifth on the depth chart. Right. And when they got Drew Henson, it was I'm reading. Um, uh, it's better to be or forget the name of it. Seth Wickersham's book on the Patriots. Um, okay, I thought I okay. I thought you just had this off the dome. No, like, no, wow. no. Enemy, well, I should pretend I had off the dome, but I'm doing some offseason reading. But like you know, Brady Brady had to beat out Drew Henson for the job for the starting job his last year there. Like it, a lot of people did not have confidence that Tom Brady would ever, you know, become a starting quarterback, let alone the best of all time, right? And so things can change. Right. Like they're the weirdest, the, the Niners are the weirdest quarterback team in the league. But like there is precedent for other superstars where like things change, the unknown can happen or the unforeseen can happen. And, and I think you could make a case that, you know, that obviously happened with Brock Purdy last year, but it could still happen with Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Lance could have like the most ridiculous journey ever towards stardom, where in like a year from now, we're like, man, remember when Trey Lance couldn't even get on the field? Yeah. And now he's like the stud or Trey Lance could be playing for the Atlanta Falcons. I a hundred percent think there's a pretty easy universe where Trey Lance winds up being better than Brock Purdy over the next decade. I just, I don't think that's off the table at all. And that's going to be that that would be just a fascinating whole other conversation. I just think like as good as Brock Purdy was last year, and maybe this is just bias formed by watching the league and just not seeing it. But but like the best quarterbacks tend to have at least one or two elite physical traits, mm-hmm. arm strength, um, you know, height. <laughs> um mm-hmm. The, the ability, like, like Brock Purdy is a lot closer to Case Keenan than he is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, for now. Right. <laughs> so I maybe we've never guy, seen Patrick Mahomes without Andy Reid, though. So. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a guy like that without the elite physical tools can succeed. Like, you know, Russell Wilson is probably the most similar sized quarterback to Brock Purdy, who's been like a star yeah. recently. And Russ was elite. His escapability was elite. Mm-hmm. His accuracy on deep throws was elite. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, but used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, his ability to make plays off schedule was elite. Like Brock Purdy played at a really high level last year, but he doesn't have those elite athletic traits. I, I'm just like, for Brock Purdy to succeed and win a Super Bowl or like be a quarterback who's perennially a top eight quarterback in the league, it would be a relative surprise just based on the history of the league, because he doesn't have those elite traits or really any elite traits physically that we so often see. What was Drew Brees' accuracy? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Drew Brees is probably the most accurate quarterback of all time. Do not disparage Steve Young like that. One of. 
<laughs> yeah, I I just that's that's what I I can't really and we don't like we don't know, but it's the thing I have the most trouble with falling on one side or the other is you watch Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. And I understand how good the 49ers are. I get it. They have, in my mind, one of the two or three best rosters in the league. Like, I'm there. I'm with you. I understand how the offense works. George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Sam, and Brandon Ayuk. I get it. But I have such a hard time watching the Super Bowl last year and going, yeah, Brock Purdy's going play for play with Patrick Mahomes. I, I, and maybe it's just because it looks different. Maybe it's because I'm scarred from watching Chris Jones dominate the Niners offensive line in the Super Bowl already. But I could totally see this season ending where Purdy's healthy and plays really well, but they get to either Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And we're sitting there in the offseason going, man, the Niners need more quarterback. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's I wonder a... if I wonder I wonder if they get to the playoffs. Let's say Purdy sell through the whole year and they get to the playoffs and everything just kind of goes how it did. Like the really struggles against Dallas. But then struggles in the NFC title game and they lose. That's another as we talk about like things that could change. That's another scenario where I could see the 49ers going, okay, maybe we can give Lance another shot. Ooh, I, I think Purdy would have to have like two or three, like three interception games in a row hmm. for him to just flat out get benched without being injured. But the thing is into the next season, even if it looks like, okay, it's just not the whole quarterbackless team or quarterback proof team yeah, thing just I mean, isn't going to work. We just have to see what it looks like. The thing is, is Wait, like, I don't know. I'm get, I'm just throwing stuff back here. I don't the know. Niners were undefeated with Brock Purdy as their quarterback before the they NFC were. championship game. They, they didn't lose a single game with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. Also, I've never said this. I kind of think they were going to win the NFC championship game if he stayed healthy. Maybe yeah. I have red and gold glasses on, but man. There was a there was a point in like the second quarter of that game where you're like, man, the Niners defense is kind of kicking the Eagles' ass, and like it should this should be a blowout since the Niners don't have a quarterback. They had like, they had a chance at the end of the half to go in and like tie it, and yeah. then Josh Johnson fumbled a snap and the wheels came off. Yeah, one score game turned into two score game very quickly. I don't want to relitigate the whole thing. I just don't think it's an insane notion that they would have they would have won that game no i mean a lot of the niners players have said it i would expect them to say it but um i don't think it's a crazy thought but i've brought this up before like earlier this summer but brock purdy's not going to stay undefeated as a 49ers starting quarterback Mm -hmm. he's going to lose and it's more likely than not that they lose because of their quarterback play than like their defense like do you think the defense is going to get lit up for 40 points too often this upcoming season like there might be a game where the defense is bad they might have that that atlanta game that they had last year right Mm -hmm. where the defense was just bad and nick bosa didn't play in that game and 
it was the second week of one of those long East Coast trips, which they're, which they're mm-hmm. probably not going to have this year. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, like, I'm very curious to see what it looks like when they inevitably lose a game or two mm-hmm. and how the conversation changes, whether it's, well, Brock Purdy wasn't good enough or this was a defense's fault or too many penalties or didn't execute in the red zone or Devo Samuel fumbled. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever, like I, over the, over the full length of a season, it's going to look dramatically different than it did last year. The Niners just aren't going to go undefeated with Brock Purdy as their starting quarterback. It's just not going to happen. So what does it look like when they lose? When do they lose? Do they mm-hmm. lose in the fourth quarter in a big spot in a playoff game? Like they have with Jimmy Garoppolo a couple times before. Mm-hmm. And then are we back to square one? We're being like, yeah. Maybe Brock Purdy will get better, but it looked like the 49ers were overmatched at quarterback. That's definitely a possibility. And then where did they go? Yeah. That's that's the question. And that's what I'm and again, I don't I'm not predicting that that's what's gonna happen. I just think there's like that's on the table. It's also, where they could find themselves in a couple years going, oh, we're in the same spot we were with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and maybe, maybe. Brock Purdy turns into a Drew Brees, Russell Wilson hybrid Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. There's confetti on Market Street, and we're like, "All right, we we and everybody else, we were all wrong about Brock Purdy in the same way that everybody was basically wrong about Tom Brady." <laughs> Can I tell you a tweet that would happen if that, like, let's say, let's just pick this year, the 49ers going the Super Bowl? <laughs> Can I tell you a tweet or a thread that's going to happen? Somebody's going to have the word checkmate in it. (laughs) No, but well, yeah, that's not wrong, but that's not what I was going to say. (laughs) Somebody's going to pick up the red and gold confetti and be like, is this for San Francisco 49ers or the Iowa state cyclones? Mm, Nice. Yeah, that's going to happen. Or there'll be tweets about like, why, why is there a parade? I have a favorite in mind for who would make that tweet. Why is there a parade in San Francisco when they play in Santa Clara? <laughs> Be a great question. <laughs> Nobody's trying to go down Tasman. <laughs> Man, that would be the saddest parade of all time. <laughs> great America no, great Boulevard. America Boulevard. <laughs> Red light. <laughs> God, I need that, that actually. Finish a parade in the Great America parking lot. <sighs> that would be horrendous. Party at Superman or whatever the ride is there. No, they're uh, they used to be Paramount, so the 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 ride was called Top Gun, and now it's called like right. Flight Flight Deck or something. That's stupid. Superman Six Flags. They got the Marvel. The Marvel. Oh rides. boy. Yeah. Get it uh, Superman's DC dog. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. This well, guy. they got yeah. Six Flags has the DC rights. My mistake. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Roller coasters. I think that means the podcast is over. Yeah. We will continue our look. Speaking of roller coasters, the 49ers quarterback situation. Am I right? Uh, Title the episode 49ers roller coaster at quarterback. (laughs) I just needed, I I needed to get that stuff out there because like I said, it's, it's super hard. I've deleted Twitter off my phone, by the way, I'm so much less online than I've been when I jumped on the other day. Like I said, I started popping around the internet and 
had some stuff to get off my chest. So thank you everybody for listening, Chris. Thank you for talking through that with me. Do you have threads on your phone? Yeah, but it's a stupid app, so I don't use it. <laughs> it's just full of shit that I don't want to see, bro. Yeah, so I think... It's just influencers who have never used Twitter in their life. It looks like baby deers learning how to walk. Like, <laughs> what should be my first thread? <laughs> like, God, go to hell, bro. I think uh, my thing with threads is that it has the potential to unseat Twitter once they just like figure the algorithm out. I think they're just kind of like throwing everything against the wall and like over time stuff's going to stick. Yeah. I, and, and then the algorithm will, will get sorted. Like you can't create lists. It's you on can't my do... phone. Yeah. So I, I'm with you there. Like once it lists, once the timeline is an actual timeline and not just bullshit, yeah. then I'm, then I'm in, but it just seems like everybody's more or less happy to be there where everyone on Twitter is like, all right, I guess I got to check in on this bullshit again. Just clock into Twitter. Clock. <laughs> Everyone's like reluctantly on Twitter, whereas Threads is like, oh, optimism, positivity. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully this is fun. It's a hundred percent. I need it to be clear. It's a hundred percent not because I'm like pro Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, <laughs> we. It's I'm, not that I'm not. I'm not there because of who runs the app. Yes, yes. Although I don't mind not using Elon's app. That's not like. No, yeah, and that's not. It just feels <laughs> I'm not like crying we're trending, for Elon. <laughs> we're trending toward <laughs> this. This episode's off rails. We've uh, we've been trending toward everything on Twitter that is good is going to be behind a paywall, and I'm never paying for it ever. No. I don't care who owns it. I'm not paying for it. Right. So that's why I'm in search of an alternate right now because. It's definitely not because I'm under the impression that one human is shittier than the other. <laughs> Anyways, that's all Sub- I've got. Subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> yeah, for free. You're never. We're not going to make free. you pay for the pod for free. Um, yeah, it, it, my new social media is going to be just in the reviews of our of our podcast. And Maybe we should start a Candlestick Chronicles threads. Okay. See how that goes. And just bring <laughs> sure. all the takes. Do like the no laying up thing where we're like not entirely sure which one of us is coming up with the takes, but we just send the takes out. Dude, well... <laughs> just on brand. But just Strong yeah, blue I mean... performance from Trent Williams today in Pittsburgh. Oh, I can do a... Paul Kaharski is a Titans writer. He, during the preseason does a post of one thing on every player from the preseason game. Yeah, that's a lot. It's it's an incredible amount of work and he does a really nice job with it. It's something that I've thought about and I've I actually started it once and was like, "Oh, this is going to take a long time." Cuz you and, can't and, you cannot and possibly watch one football game close enough to have a take on every single player. Well, it, but that he would go back and rewatch. It wouldn't get posted right after the game. Right. It would get posted like the day after. But the Daniel Helms of the world would get like got beat on this play in the fourth quarter. Just like a quick little note. Whereas somebody like Sam Darnold or Trey Lance might get a kind of bigger 
Uh, but, but anyways, so you, you don't we wanna, can do that on threads. You don't want to do the thing where it's like he has a bad rep and then that like defines the game because maybe he had a bunch of good reps that we just aren't highlighting. Sure. You don't want to just you don't want to just like. All right. Hey, you know, what, what, you know what? The car's here. We're not we'll park. <laughs> What's your favorite Daniel Helmet? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to Mike McGlinchey the guy and only what's be your, like, what's your favorite Daniel Helm rep? Yeah. No, we're not. We're not going to do that. Shout out to shout out to Mike McGlinchey. We will. Speaking of Mike McGlinchey, our next podcast is going to be a preview of the trenches. We're going to do offensive line and defensive line in the same episode. So make sure to check the feed for that. That's coming out, and then we'll just have a couple more left of our position previews, and then we'll have training camp. We'll have actual stuff to talk about. Super excited about that. Thank you everybody for staying locked in. We appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, review if you have not, and we will talk to you next time.